With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It's Sunday evening, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brining and Jeremy Dunn. They'll be taking your calls and speaking on the topic of the week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Welcome to Pause I Am Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Pause I Am Radio. I am your host, Robert Brining. Tonight, I have a special co-host. Please help me welcome Christopher Myron. Hello, Christopher. Hey, Robert. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Good. I was cutting it a little close. I was too busy watching Law & Order SVU, and I was like, oh, shoot, the show's about to start. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I just want to thank you for sitting in the chair with us this evening and filling in. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited, too, actually, to talk to Danny. Yes, yes. Um, so, Danny, yeah, uh, Logan is, yeah. <laughs> Danny Logan is our guest this evening, and we'll talk a little bit um, about Danny um, when he calls into the show a little bit later. Um, but uh, first, I just want to talk to um, some people about um, recently um, Elizabeth Taylor passed away, um, and she was a huge AIDS activist and as you know, you've read in articles and heard quoted on TV, she was one of those people who stood up and really um, stood up against AIDS and really stood up when nobody else would. And I think that she was such an amazing woman. And um, I love the fact that she was uh, late for her own funeral. <laughs> um, yeah. Which is, you know, if you haven't seen on TV, she was 15 minutes late. She planned it so she would arrive late. That's how she was. And she auctioned a lot of her jewelry off um, for AIDS uh, research and stuff. And I believe, I believe, I'm, I'm really bad with facts, but I believe she began AMFAR. Yes, she was one of the co-founders of it. In fact, actually, a friend of mine last night here in New York, uh, he went to the AMFAR uh, gala, and a lot of stuff was donated on her behalf. So it was really good. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I, could, I couldn't afford to go there, of course, but... <laughs> <laughs> he he gave me right. a fa- an absolute wild tea fan as a parting gift. Apparently, they gave him out. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. So, I just want to um, do a little lineup and let people know what we have coming up in the upcoming weeks. Um, Danny's traveling on a train and he's going to be a little late calling into the show. So, I just wanted to kind of give you a rundown. Um, April third, uh, we're going to be speaking with Anthony Johnson, who runs an organization down in Florida called BOLT, which stands for Bringing Our Lives Together. Um, And he's a 16-year survivor of HIV, so he's going to come on and talk about why he created that organization and what it does. Um, On April 10th, we are going to have this amazing woman, Kathy Robinson Pickett, and she um, hosts a podcast called Straight Talk with Kathy. And she's 
is a wonderful mother, teacher, and she talks about real issues with women. And she did a uh, workshop at the conference that I was at, the Positive Living Conference in Port Walton, on uh, domestic violence and HIV and women. And she talks about real issues with women, and um, she's just amazing. And, and I think that other people need to hear her story because she's been, you know, one of these people. Well, I, she was one of the first people I met when I got picked up, Chris. And oh, really? she told me, I was like, so what do I expect? You know, is it a different kinds of people here? And she's like, oh, there's a range of all kinds of people. She goes, but it's nice to see your fresh face. She goes, that's dinosaurs. <laughs> she goes, she started to play, and I started laughing. That is funny. Uh, yeah, Too bad I couldn't make it to that. <laughs> on the 17th, we're going to have um, our friend Justin B. Smith from Justin's HIV Journal, and he's going to come on and talk about his new children's book that he has coming out called I Have a Secret. Um, and you can guess what the secret is the little boy has. So this is going to be really interesting. It's Justin's first book, so I'm excited to bring him on to promote that. And then on the 24th, we're going to be speaking with Cowboy Larry Frampton, uh, some people may know on Pause I Am is Cowboy Larry. Uh, he's going to come on and talk about HIV and aging, and he did a workshop at that conference, too, on that subject. And it was fascinating, and I think some of um, some of the people, you know, who listen will actually get into, you know, what the things that you need to keep up with when you're aging with HIV. It's different when you're getting it, you know, when you're younger. So I think that's important. Oh, that's cool. I should yeah, probably keep up with uh, your radio shows. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But um, let me think of what else I wanted to mention um, before that. Um, so I know many of you uh, were actually anticipating tonight's show because we have on uh, Danny Logan and uh, people who may not be familiar with the name but may actually remember um, where we all um, – actually, where I first found out about Danny was uh, the ABC show, Primetime, What Would You Do?, where John Quinones puts, you know, people in those awkward situations. And um, one of the situations was that Danny is an actor and he served as somebody who is HIV positive, but also is HIV positive in real life. So he didn't really have to act being positive. Um, and <clears throat> they put him in a diner setting. And at first I believe he was the server serving people food, you know, and then they reversed it and put him on as a customer um, getting food there and how, you know, it was, it was, different kind of odd to see the reactions you know yeah it was interesting to say the least so i'm kind of looking forward to asking him a couple of questions about that like some of the stuff that we didn't see behind the cameras and how other people reacted so kind of interested to see that <laughs> yeah no so am i so am i i see some people if uh, you're just listening up to the first time tuning in um because maybe you know danny or aka dallas dubois um we are here live every Sunday, and what we are is an Internet podcast radio show that we um, kind of give the, the microphones to people living with HIV and allow them to share their story. And we did that. Uh, the reason we started it was because in my neighborhood, um, you know, there, there is no voice of HIV. You don't even know it exists. You don't see it on billboards. You don't hear about it on the radio. It just isn't something that's really talked about. So for me, I wanted to give the voice back to my community and – I thought that, you know, this would be a great way to do it. So we have different guests who come on, and we're here every Sunday at 9, so check us out. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, PauseIM, and also on Facebook. We are listed there for, um, you know, all the good connections, so you can always uh, help promote us. Um, just recently we um, discovered a way that you can um, actually put the radio show player or a radio show button on your 
blog or website. So if you're actually on our um, show page, which is blog talk radio backslash POSIM, if you're actually on that show page right underneath the player that is playing live right now, you should be able to click something that says um, grab the code for this player or share this player. And if you click that, it allows you to pick the code and you can, you know, promote it on your blog and actually listen to it live there if you want, which is really cool. Which is why I'm convinced that POSIM has boycotted me because I can't do that. <laughs> along with other things on this website. No, but I think it's just my computer. <laughs> no, that's interesting. That, you know, a lot of people, if there's issues with uh, you being able to listen or the show is uh, refreshing, you may want to make sure you download it, um, Adobe Flash, the latest edition, and update it because a lot of it, the chat room runs on Flash, the radio show runs on Flash, and sometimes it's a bit too much. Mm. So that could be some of the issues that we um, come across later on. But other than that, what else is new with you, Christopher? I know you just moved back home. How's that going for you? Uh, you know, I think my family's <laughs> listening tonight, so I'm going to keep it, you know, <laughs> civil. It's interesting to say the least. It's actually kind of funny that you were just talking about small town and like, you know, HIV. Not much talking around here. It's it was like coming from New York City back to Long Island. It's I'm not surrounded by it. Nobody talks about it. It's like it doesn't exist. So it's kind of a it's kind of weird being back here. <laughs> So it's a lot different than the city. Tremendously different. Thank God my job is still in Manhattan. I spend all my free time there. So. <laughs> <laughs> but do you um? So is there local ASOs there, or are you just go into the city for all your stuff? I pretty much go into the city because, for one thing, you need a car to live on Long Island. And even if there are ASOs, which I'm sure there is, they're not within any distance near my house. So it's almost like being in. A rural area. Now I can kind of see when some people talk about how they don't have things. I take it for granted that all that stuff is surrounded by me in New York City. So, I, and that's <laughs> kind of why, um, you know, because I kind of live in a, in a somewhat rural, not as rural as I'm sure you are or other people are who live in Nebraska or he, or Hee-Haw Town. <laughs> but, you know, we Janine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any. No, there's nowhere to go. So that was kind of why we created, you know, the Pauline Network for people like that and for other people who just wanted to connect online. I mean, everybody's social networking now, so it's just so it, it has to be happening. Like, if you don't have a Facebook page or a, a Twitter page for your your your, your your business or, you know, for anything that you do to promote, um, you know, it's kind of, you're missing the mark. <laughs> That's so true. So true. I always have a, I always have my uh, pages idle, Twitter, Facebook, and pause I am. <laughs> That's all I ever go on. <laughs> That's funny. That's all I do too. Back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> unless I'm trying to work on something else. Um, we'll see. I'm actually trying to start job hunting. So that something that and trying to quit smoking cigarettes. Oh, yeah, so how's that nice going? Oh, well, it's not going as good as I wanted it to. I'm still smoking less than a half. I'm smoking about a half a pack, so 10 a day. Well, that's good. I'm drinking about a half a bottle of liquor each week this time. So <laughs> we're both struggling, <laughs> but we're, we'll do it. <laughs> oh, and I just oh, want to point dear. out, uh, if if Daddy Dad's listening, I just want to wish you a happy pre-birthday. I see it's his birthday tomorrow, so happy yeah, birthday to happy him. Birthday. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, yes, I love birthdays. You I love, love birthdays? birthdays? I love birthdays when they're... Oh. <laughs> when they're you know, I you, like speaking mine. of which, you know those commercials that they have for the American Cancer Society with all these uh, celebrities singing Happy Birthday? What a yeah. great idea. They should do that for the HIV world, have commercials like that singing Happy Birthday to us. Yeah. 
Hear that, Elton that, John? You need to be the first one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or we can just do it collectively. <laughs> I don't know if I can sing. But you know who can sing? Lauren. Lauren can sing. Oh, really? Yeah, he sings. Uh, he does his face. He sings songs on Facebook. Um, uh, he, he does a status updates. He actually sings. He's really cool. You got to look him up. His name is Lawrence Sperling. Um, and he does singing status updates. If you look oh, up yeah, Lawrence Sperling, yes. Yeah. yeah. If you do it on um, YouTube and look up singing status updates, he literally goes down his friends list and sings their updates. It's really funny sometimes. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Totally going to look that up. <laughs> it's always fun stuff. That and then I have a friend who does some really funny stuff. Uh, she's a photographer. She's a can't even speak tonight. She's a photographer and uh, I believe a, a nurse at home. And she you have to go to YouTube at Jen to the Den. So J E N T H E no Jen to the Den. So J E N T O T H E D E N. Um, and she does these hilarious friggin' it's just everything that she does. She's all these different characters. And she's really, really cool, and she does really funny things if you like to laugh. Um, Is that the rapper friend that you have? The rapper? Yeah. Um, uh, You sent me me something of a girlfriend of yours that, like, raps. And it was really interesting. Yeah, that's that's her, that's one of her characters, Kiki. She plays Kiki. It was hilarious. (laughs) I had people in the office rolling on that one. (laughs) Well, she has, like, 30 different, well, I would say up to now, about 30 different characters she plays. And it's well, really, really cool how she does it, and the way she films it in her in her uh, in her rooms in her house, you know, like she does it at a different angle, so it looks like she's doing it from all different places. She's just hilarious. It's like she's pure <laughs> genius. It's on Funny or Die. She, she's talent, and that's amazing. And well, I you didn't tell me that she idea. had all these multiple personalities at first, because you showed me this one video of her rapping. I'm like, who is this person? <laughs> how is she related to Robert? <laughs> and then I Actually, did a little more research. Yeah, we bumped on Facebook, and um, we joined one of these groups, and I don't know what it was. Could have been one of those, uh, we hate West Arab Church or something like that, and she liked my comment, and we ended up friending each other. So, I mean, it was just random, and she's a hoot, but, yeah, you have to check her out. Jen to the Den on YouTube. Love it. Um, but let's see, other than that, um, what else is new with you? Anything? Uh, no, just same old stuff, dealing a lot, a lot with uh, ADAP stuff. I, I, you know, and it's also premature, but I may be up for a job uh, in D.C. working in the HIV-AIDS community, but it's very premature, so I don't want to jump the gun here. And I promise friends if I don't get the job that I'm moving to Austin. So <laughs> it's one <laughs> well, of the I, I read about that all the time on Pause I Am. You're always talking in there about uh, moving to Austin. You know, they're such great guys, and, you know, that is reason enough for me to want to move there. I've never been to Texas. I know nothing about Texas. The only thing I know is cowboys. That's all I need to know. (laughs) (laughs) That's not at all Texas. (laughs) You know who else is in Texas? Who? Um, Our friend, um, oh, my God, I'm drawing Michelle Anderson. uh, Some friend. The the beauty queen, huh? Oh, she is? But no, thanks. Yeah, some friend, <laughs> some friend. What's her name? <laughs> no, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't think of it. I couldn't. I got her first name. I couldn't think of Anderson. It for some reason it just slipped my mind. But she actually just ranked and is going um, to be. Um, I want to say like Texas, like um, I forget Miss Texas Plus or something like that. But she um, is going to a thing and she's going to um, like a benefit to 
become Miss Texas. I don't know the whole. Oh yeah, I voted for her. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, I voted for her too. But now she's doing this other thing where she needs um, some donations to raise money to go. So I know um, I was going to try to maybe have her pop on or talk about it. But she's just advanced. So I wanted to congratulate her um, for that because that's amazing. That's wonderful. She did so well. Good. I'm trying to see what's going on. If you guys have any questions or anything you would like to chat about, feel free to uh, chat in the chat room, either on Pause I Am or on the thing. Yes, everyone's confused. Christopher is the co-host, so there is no confusion <laughs> no, I, here. You know, I'm, just, I'm just taking over. <laughs> Christopher is sitting in tonight uh, for Jack, so um, that's interesting. It's, it's, it's sorry, guys. Sorry to disappoint everybody. <laughs> No, they seem they're just confused. They thought you were the guest for tonight. Uh, no, I, I'm not that lucky. Go back to August of 2010 when I was on. <laughs> Catch my show then. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So how is your book coming along? Because I know you're working on a book. Well, you know, this entire winter, because I said I was checking out for a while, and because I, I, I completely die when winter comes. I, I just, like, cut myself off from the world. So I've been working on a novel that I've been working on for three years now. And now that the weather's been warming up, <laughs> I'm heading back to my blog world. So I've been doing that again for your site and my other website, ChristopherVersusHIV.blogspot.com. But the novel's coming along really, really well. So one day, right. maybe maybe in the next decade, it will be published. <laughs> I'm sure it will yeah, be eventually. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the one benefit about the job that I have now. It's There's not much going on, so all I do all day long is write and chat on your website <laughs> that's all i do See, i do not have i do not have like i guess the patience to like i want to write a book so bad because i really feel like i could like there's something that i'm supposed to write but i don't have the patience to sit down and write a book well there's always that chapter that you were willing to do for my other book <laughs> yes 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 which i need to get working on that no worries Am I the only one behind no, Janine's behind, and Danny just told me he needs to update his. So it's it's a work in progress, but it, I'm not giving up. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I know that. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah, that's it. <laughs> but even yeah. like when I blog, like see you, like you, you always like blog. When I read your blog, it's like all intelligent and smart, and and, oh, and I'm just like, <laughs> and I just please. don't have you know what I mean. I don't have that. Like I don't know. Do you want to know a secret? When I was in high school and middle school, I was in, like, the stupid English classes. Like, I really was so behind. I, I barely knew how to read. I, and that's why when my mother reads this stuff, she's like, where the heck did this all come from? <laughs> when did you learn how to write like this? <laughs> I'm like, well, it's, it, just blame it on the HIV. That's what I say. And that's funny because I'm the complete opposite. When I was little, I used to read all the time. There used to be oh, this God. program in school called Book It. Oh, yeah? Did you, did you ever hear of it? Nope. Maybe they got rid of it before. But we used to, I used to do it, and you would read it, and you would, you know, every after five books, every book you read, you would get a star on your little button. <laughs> and it's funny. And um, after you got five stars, you got uh, a free personal pan pizza at Pizza Hut. Nice. So like I would, I always read when I was, but I always had a book in my hand. I was always reading. Now, I don't have the attention span for it. Oh God, no. See, I I've been reading a lot more. I'm actually just finishing up the Harmony Milk biography, but no, you 
Uh, the only, except for To Kill a Mockingbird in school, I cheated on all my English tests. I never read the books. I just cheated off a test. <laughs> Me too. I absolutely hated it. So I'm really looking forward to Danny coming on. Hopefully his train's not too behind. I, I just yeah, booked yeah. a... Uh, I just booked a, another share this summer for Fire Island, and I want to know if he's going to be performing his alias, Dallas oh. Dubois. <laughs> right. It's pretty cool. It's like if it, if he's the one that I recognize, recognize at the Grove Hotel that they have in Fire Island, the drag queens dance, dance around the pool, and then they knock each other into the pool. It is a hot mess. I love it. <laughs> 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 so I'm really looking forward to asking about that. <laughs> yeah, no, that should be really, really interesting. Um, anyway, as we're waiting for Danny to call, let me actually, I have a, a PSA. Last week, um, we played uh, Marvelin's PSA. I'll play that a little bit later. Uh, but right now, I'm going to play, um, it is, uh, if you go to greaterthan.org, um, it's, it's an organization that puts these together. And this is Senior, Senior Chaos. Senior Chaos is his name. So, um Wonderful. Thank you for listening to this. What's going on out here? We got changes to make. It's time to wake up for humanity's sake. Break the silence today before it's too late. AIDS is affecting us, disrespecting us. I'ma go get tested. It's a simple maneuver. It's not about the past. It's about my future. I'm not trying to miss it. I won't be a statistic, so I protect myself whenever I'm intimate. At this moment, I decided to have a plan. It's time to take a stand, because AIDS, I'm greater than. This is Senior Chaos, and this was my deciding moment. Tell us yours at greaterthan.org. There you have it. So go to greaterthan.org, and you can tell them your deciding moment. Moment. Um, that's a little... It's cool. I like it. Oh, I'm sorry. I gotta stop laughing. I'm sorry. It was good. It was good. I liked it, but I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> oh, that uh, no disrespect, Greater I really did like it. <laughs> no, no. I think it's. I think it's great. You know, and it definitely, um, you know, um, is relatable to people who who understand and especially um, deal with those kind of you know, situations and, and listen to kind of like that hip-hop music. It kind of really moves you. Um, Marvelins is a little bit softer. I'll play that later on in the show, but it's really, uh, you know what, let me actually play, I'll play Marvelins now. Take a listen to Marvelin Brown's uh, PSA um, and tell me what you think of this. I contracted a preventable disease from a guy that looks good and smells good but never mentioned that he had HIV. But he is not to blame. I should have loved myself enough to protect myself. But through it all, I found self-love and it's the greatest thing I ever felt. I was never less than or equal to AIDS but always greater. I just realized that not caring for myself or my body, I was my biggest hater. I am author of the Naked Truth, Marvelyn Brown, and I am greater than AIDS. There we now go. That was and, awesome. I like that one. Yeah, yeah, Again, yeah. Again, no, so no disrespect like, to Greater Than. I just really liked that one. <laughs> yeah, it was just a little bit. Yeah, I, I love Marvin, so she's awesome, man. And anything that she does, I and I'm a fan of. But it was definitely, yeah, it was a little bit more, you know, down and it wasn't so loud. So I, I guess it was a good problem. It looks but like we have a Greater Than dot org. You know, if this might be Danny, we we have a caller at five one six area code, which is the same area code as mine. I'm not sure if it's him. Yeah, though. That's, yeah, that's Danny. So please, everybody, um, our guest is on the line. So help us welcome um, Danny Logan, aka Dallas Dubois. Yay, Danny! Hello, Danny, you're welcome. Can you hear me? There? Danny. Hello, Hello Danny. Can you hear me right? Hello. Hey, Danny. Hey, Danny. How are you? Hello. 
Hello. hello. Can you hear me? Okay? Say something other than hello. <laughs> can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, we I hear, can you. hear you. <laughs> okay, I can barely hear you guys. It's a little, it's a little faint, but as long as you can hear me, then that's okay. <laughs> well, yeah. All right. Um, so, how you doing? Thanks for uh, for for uh, sitting in and chatting with us this evening. Oh, absolutely. How are you guys doing? Good. Wonderful. I couldn't hear the beginning yeah, of the uh, the radio show because I was in the tunnel, but I can hear you now. <laughs> Well, that's good. Oh, that's good. good. Are, are you back home already? Um, I'm currently in the cab. Thanks to um, New York City's NTA system, the subways are unreliable after 8 p.m. on a Sunday. So, <laughs> Danny, I'm in the New York City area too, and I have absolutely no comment to that one, and completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got to rely on cabs. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, hey, it, it beats the price of a car. It definitely I'm does. Absolutely. Hard, so. I mean, that's the oh, benefit of living in a city, don't you think, Danny? Yeah, but, you know, at the same time, then you think about how much you pay for rent. It's like you might as well just live in the suburbs and pay for a car. It's the same amount of, t- it's the same amount of money you're going to be spending. But at the same time, the convenience and accessibility to things here in New York is um, incomparable to anything else in, anywhere else in the world. So I choose New York City. <laughs> for $1,000, I was just paying in Hell's Kitchen. I was just paying for a very, very small closet room with no windows. So, yeah, I know that. <laughs> Much better oh car. Yeah. You might as well just be like somewhere at like a, like South Oaks or or one of those penitentiaries where there's, there's insane asylums or something like that. That's pretty much what it sounded like. It would have been a step up. <laughs> no windows? I can't even imagine. Yeah, it was an illegal room to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Nothing's legal in New York. But you know. But you know what? I lived in the most fabulous area, in my opinion. So <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> I'm actually moving there as of tomorrow, so I'm going to be moving in Hell's Kitchen. Oh, wonderful. Well, welcome. I'm not there anymore, but welcome. He's moving into his closet. (laughs) Yeah, he probably is. He's probably moving into my old room. (laughs) Uh, I will let you know how it is. I'm very excited. We'll see. Good. So what's going on? (laughs) So so how are you? Are you okay to have conversations in that cab? Oh, yeah. I don't care. (laughs) Okay. I just wanted to make sure. So, um, you know, for people who uh, may not know Danny, Danny was just featured on uh, ABC's What Would You Do? Um, and they, they put on a segment asking what would you do if you experienced AIDS discrimination. Danny was the person who – Danny was the actor who played the HIV-positive person who was the server and also uh, the customer. Um, Danny is also HIV-positive in real life. Um, and, you know, that is why Danny is coming on and, and kind of where we heard about Danny we think it's great because that show is something that, uh, you know, we've been hoping to get on, and I think it's great that they finally did that. Can you tell us a little bit what the, the casting process was like for that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, well, thanks for having me, P.S. Um, but uh, I went in for the they, the few weeks prior that they aired an episode about um, drag and two performers you know, being dressed up in a, in a cafe um, somewhere, I guess, in New Jersey. Um, and they were looking for drag uh, performers for that that episode, and I went in for the audition, and um, didn't get cast, but uh, they asked us during the interview, and then I also sent them an additional email after I was, um, after I knew I wasn't going to be um, cast in it, just saying, thank you very much for the opportunity, and nice to meet you, and they asked us if we would faced any adversity in life, and I said in addition, um, in the email, that, you know, um, besides just normal discrimination as, um, uh, you know, gay kid growing up in the outskirts of New York City, um, that, you know, I also was positive, and if they had ever done an episode about that or even just touched upon it, and if they had, 
Uh, where was it? Um, where can I see it? And if they hadn't, would they be willing to talk about it more? So we actually, um, the director, um, his name is uh, uh, Oliver Hemp and I, we just kind of went back and forth and they brought me on just as like a, a consultant. Like they just would ask me questions about my life and my experiences so far. And they were going to go through some casting and possibly cast a, an African-American female um, between 18 and 25 because it's a big demographic that's being hit right now and plagued by this um, by this epidemic. And uh, I guess they didn't go with that, and instead they asked me if I would want to be on it, and they, I said absolutely, and then they cast me. So, And the rest is history. Oh, that's, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm very fortunate. I'm, very, I'm so blessed and glad that they asked me to do it because I thought that if anyone is willing to, to do it um, for I, – I guess basically if anyone's willing to do it um, – and be as comfortable as they are and not care what people think. Um, with all the people that I've, I've met so far, like with the exception of actually um, you, Robert, and I have not met um, the other half that's there, but I mean, I, I have not really met a lot of individuals or so as I am to talk about it in a, in a very large forum and outlet as, you know, abc.com is. So I just, I, I thought that it would be, it would be a good fit. Um, no, yeah. yeah so, I was going to say that I can. I was going to say I can totally understand that because you don't realize how liberating it is to actually have other people to talk about it and not feel like ashamed or different. <clears throat> so to have that open venue with other people, um, I think it, it, it's you know it's just a really liberating thing to have that support. Yeah, actually, until the episode aired, um, I really hadn't met anyone that was that would talk about it publicly and as open. Um, as you know, Robert, um, and as uh, a friend of ours now, and Tom Donahue too. Like you know, I've, I've met people since then, but before that, I kind of felt not that I was alone, but that I was really one of the very few that could um, just be as comfortable with it and be outspoken as I am. You know, Danny, it's funny. By the way, this is Christopher Myron because I'm one of the many people that Facebooked you after the episode aired, and you had a lot of support here at Paz I Am that Sunday. Everybody was going nuts about it. I actually went to go see your performance that following Wednesday at uh, Barracuda, and I wanted oh, to yeah. introduce myself afterwards, but your show went on and on so late into the night, I'm like, I have to go to bed. I have to work the next day. <laughs> and for that, I apologize. I'm known as the marathon queen. So. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, she's good, but I'm like, I can't keep my eyes open. <laughs> uh, Wednesdays tend to go a little long because um, – I pretty much will stay into as many as many numbers and do as much as I can to entertain a crowd and keep them, you know, excited and interested. So sometimes it could be an hour, sometimes it could be three. But um, I mean, thanks for coming. I'm sorry we didn't meet then. <laughs> you know, it's quite all right. And I'm, I was really, I really appreciate like not even five minutes into your show and you pulled a plug in for that ABC airing, which was really cool. So it was nice to see how open you were about it, even in public, like outside the cameras. <laughs> yeah, you know, with, with um, only in the past few years have I been asked. Um, just outspoken on the individual HIV aside, but um, doing doing drag, living in New York City, and just um, being an, an out and proud gay man um, has really helped me kind of I just identify who I am and not really care what anyone thinks in life. I mean, life is too short. Um, it could end tomorrow. It could end. It could end 80 years from now. But why, you know, why live your life according to other people? And I, you know, break down all the walls and barriers as much as I can. 
Well, which is uh, well now that you're mentioning this, because what we what we like, I'm, I'm guest hosting tonight. All of a sudden, I'm like a regular host. Anyway, that, um, <laughs> what the, what they usually talk about on this uh, on this radio show. That's basically uh, like you know, ha- like what was it like when you were first diagnosed? If you wanted to talk to us a little bit about that, like you know, when you first yeah, came positive, um, how you were and everything. Yeah, um, uh, I found out about uh, uh, like. Well, I found out a while ago, and um, it just became, at first, um, something wasn't, not even a plague. I kind of forgot about it for almost a year. I had found out through the grapevine that an ex of mine who I had been dating um, was a porn star, which I knew prior to us ending our relationship. But um, apparently becoming a porn star and also being an escort kind of come hand in hand. So I found out through the grapevine that he had been positive, and I kind of braced myself for the results ahead of time. And once I found out that I did, I mean, he had it, I just forgot about it for about a year. I didn't grieve over it. I didn't dwell on it. I literally just forgot like I, that I didn't even have it. And about a year later, I got bit by my dog accidentally in the dog park um, in Los Angeles, where I had been living at the time, and just wanted to seek some care because um, I had been... I had an open wound from his uh, his teeth, and they asked me at the doctors if I um, had any, like, immune problems for the medication. They were going to give me, like, the antibiotic, and at first I said no, and then I backtracked and thought about like, what some horror stories I had heard based upon people and their immune deficiency problems, and I said, well, actually, I, yeah, I do. And that's the first time um, I actually pretty much came out about it and said that I was positive to really anybody. And then um, pretty much since then, I've actually, you know, held the reins on my own health and and started, you know, just telling as many people that I, I could, that I cared about, that knew, that I felt should know about, you know, me because it is an integral part of my life now. It is something that I'm going to deal with for the rest of my life and that I deal with day in and day out. And, you know, the, pe- the people in my life that are surrounded by me should know that this is an obstacle that I face every day. So that way they do understand where I come from, for example. So... It was challenging at first, but um, after about a year or so, like I said, um, I started to actually take control of my life and control of my health. And um, looking back on it, I'd actually say it's a very big blessing in disguise. I mean, it's not something that I recommend anyone getting, but, you know, I could have seen myself going down another path that may have been more reckless and having this really kind of controlled my life and was almost like, for the lack of a better word, birth control or contraception, if you will. Amen. Same thing. I'm not sure if anyone, maybe maybe those listeners out there understand what I'm talking about. Maybe they don't, but maybe some of you at least can identify with what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I, like absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah, like, I, like I, almost I, like a roadblock, but for the better. <laughs> so no, I, I totally 100% agree with you. It really, for me, it put things in check. It really like made me realize what was really important in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? It put everything right. into perspective. It, it, it really like I I consider it a gift. Um, you know, in a good way, it really has changed me. I com- yeah, I completely agree. I mean, there, there, you know, and that all depends upon the person. But you can tell a lot um, about an individual with how they view the challenges and obstacles that they faced in their life. You know, someone saying considering it a gift rather than a, um, not even a detour, but like a. Um, Something that's, that's disabling them from moving on, you know, or a handicap. Like that's just, you know, that just tells a lot about a person. And I look at it as a, an obstacle. I got to, you know, 
face to get over certain things in life, but at the same time, it's something that I feel like if I didn't have, I definitely know I wouldn't be in this position right now in life, and, I, and I'm very blessed for where I am in life right now. No, I totally I, oh. <laughs> I agree. No, 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 I totally agree. So I was kind of good. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, uh, Danny, on that show, that because, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and assume here that uh, everyone saw you on the ABC show, and if not, we're going to put the link up in a little bit. But, um, we, you know, we got to see, you know, people that were giving you a hard time, people that were completely supportive. Was there anything that wasn't aired that kind of, stuck out for you? Was there anybody that was significantly giving you a hard time or mm. that they didn't want to air it or, you know, anything like that that you'd want to talk about? Um, I would say that there's um, – actually, I want to just um, preface this by saying that everyone at, at ABC and including, like, the, the staff and the cast um, and crew that were there were m- overly more than 100% supportive of me and and – just, you know, the issue at hand and what was being discussed, and they do know that it was a, a very delicate one at that. So, you know, they, they did welcome me with open arms from the first minute that I got into the um, the, the transportation van that was going to bring us to set. Um, the one thing that they didn't really show was there was an enormous and incredible reaction at one point that was really amazing when the entire diner, um, they shouldn't really briefly, there was, this one part where um, Tracy, who was the actress, she was playing the patron at the time and not the waitress. And she mm-hmm. um, you know, she, she got up and she said, does anyone here um, you know, agree with me that he should be kicked out or asked to leave because he's got AIDS? And, you know, they showed, I think, a clip of one person saying, you know, no, I think you should leave. I think it was a gentleman. But mm-hmm. in this particular segment, they actually had all of them in the entire diner un- you know, they didn't stage us. Nothing in that show is staged at all. I can assure you of that. Um, they all got up and they literally, uh, they, they almost, they trampled her. Like they, they were, they were all, I mean, verbally, not physically, but they all got up and were like, no, you need to leave. You need to leave. You need to leave. And it was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen actually, um, since I've been alive was that there's 20, 30 strangers that don't know each other and they all got up for the same issue and the same reason to get rid of the negativity that, you know, was plaguing them and plaguing me at the time. And it was a really incredible moment that they didn't unfortunately um, air, but for the first time in a very long time, I felt like I was being um, supported and um, uh, just basically supported and taken care of by us like strangers, you know, for an issue that I do know a lot of people have, including myself, face a lot of discrimination against. So there was really, that was the only thing I wish they would have aired, and something that they didn't air, which I'm glad they didn't, was more of my reaction to when the gentleman didn't want to shake my hand at the end. Cause yeah, I thought, it looked like you were really pissed off there. I don't blame you. <laughs> well, being a, a drag performer in New York City, you get you become a very outspoken person it, just ultimately. Um, naturally, and uh, I, it was I had to be the the victim, and it's the first time in a very long time that I kind of had to suppress all my feelings and my emotions, and just like bite the bullet and take it. So um, I it was just very difficult for me to to just sit there and watch someone say something. So I had to I had to bite my tongue because he hadn't signed the waiver yet. So yeah, I definitely wanted to say more than I could, but um, I had to just. 
be silent. <laughs> I give you a lot of willpower. I could not have been silent. Maybe things would have been different if there were cameras in front of me, but oh my god. Oh, yeah. You're a better person well, yeah. for keeping your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I also am like I realize it's bigger than me. I'm I'm not only representing myself, I'm representing anybody without a voice or who doesn't want to voice their um, voice their, their opinion or themselves or speak up about this due to maybe whatever problems they're having or whatever situation they're in. And I feel like I'm representing a larger group than just myself. So I felt like being negative or being spiteful or angry in the situation would have just um, put a bad representation on all of us because we are here to to just gain acceptance and not create any more confrontation. So... Um, I'm glad that I didn't say anything, but if this was in New York and I wasn't around cameras and I, and he had signed a waiver, maybe it might have been a different story. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I just thought it was may, may have been staged, and I realized very quickly after that when I looked around, you could see me kind of looking around in the cameras, and I realized that it wasn't staged at all. It was a real, true emotion that that guy was feeling by not wanting to shake my hand. That was when reality sucked, um, sunk in for me for the first time since pretty much I've had it. I've never seen something like that happen before. Wow, that's on that, that's crazy. That, I, re- yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember that. Um, but real quick, I want to open up our phone lines, um, allow people to uh, call into the show if you'd like to speak to Danny. You can reach us here at three four seven two one five nine four four two. You can put your questions in the chat room either. Uh, on the Pause I Am radio page or in po- on the Pause I Am network. We have that Christopher in that chat room taking uh, the questions, or you can tweet them to us at Pause I Am on Twitter. Um, so, Danny, did you experience any of kind of discrimination you said before that you didn't? Like um, I, did. I did. I did, but in a different way. Um, believe it or not, I think that, um, I mean, I haven't faced of time, but I have faced enough to to speak on the issue. I have faced more um, discrimination in regards to just HIV awareness, education, acceptance, and tolerance in the gay community than I have anyone else. And um, it, it pains me, and, it, and it's, it's shameful to even say that like this community, which was, of course, plagued the, the greatest, at least in the United States, um, you know, by this epidemic. Uh, is so uh, they, they segregate and they they judge yeah. and they're very prejudiced over their own people. I guess for the lack of okay. a better word, um, no, I've gone on dates before where people have said once once the date's going well, or I've gone through several dates and then you know the date's going well and um, you want to get to know someone more either intimately or just further on, and then I come out and say my status, and then they pull away and they. they some people are very out and vocal about it and just say, absolutely not, I can't date someone who's positive. Um, right. That right there to me is so counterproductive for not only um, the the journey that HIV and, and AIDS has um, has on just people and what we've done so far since the first start of the epidemic, but it also is it's just hurtful for me to see a subculture, a culture that is already still secondary class citizens in comparison to heterosexuals, for example, judging people within their own community. It's just it's so counterproductive to me, and I don't understand it. No, actually, um, that's something that we hear a lot from people, um, that they most of the discrimination they get is from, uh, you know, from gay people. A lot of other, you know, gays are so discriminatory against them, you know, because of their status, and that's kind of, I don't know. It's something that's it's tough. I don't, it's hard. How do you 
how do you, I don't know how you separate it. You know what I mean? How do you, how do you separate yourself? We're supposed to be, like you said, one community. So that kind of pisses me off. Were you always open about your status? I mean, like publicly before? Like, did you ever do speaking engagements or was it kind of like when you do drag, were you open about it? Yeah, um, I filmed this this uh, television series, which um, I don't really know actually the status if it's going to get picked up or not. But we filmed it um, for uh, Here TV, and it was on Gay.com, and it was called The Queens of Drag. And I had come out on the TV show, but they actually never aired it. Um, and I did come out in a few magazines here in New York City. But that's really as far as sort of lengthwise um, that I've gone um, to and my to uh, a larger community than just my friends and my family and my social, like, inner circle. Um, so that's as far as it extended until pretty much the TV show, um, What Would You Do? But um, I've never been one to deny my status. If anyone asked me, it was, if it was a lover, a, a just a, a sexual partner, a friend, a family member, a coworker, um, I would never deny it. But it wouldn't be something that would be like, hi, I'm Danny, and I'm positive. <laughs> but now, well, I mean... Ever, I'm sorry, were you ever, like, upset? Like, were you ever in, like, because a lot of people, when they're diagnosed they get that like um that depression state or that state that like they're in that kind of fog like how long not how long but um kind of like you know were you ever in that fog and did you find your way out of it in a certain way um i never got into that fog luckily enough i think it's i think it's because i'm just a very stubborn individual sometimes and when i when i want to tell myself something's you know right or something's not right or I'm feeling happy like I will convince myself regardless that I'm happy so um I think that when when I found out initially that I just had kind of put it on the back burner and I put all emotions that come with it on the back burner as well what did shock me though um was when the episode um aired that we're talking about what would you do when it aired the following day i got all these amazing emails and facebook messages and text messages from friends and random strangers that you know sent me just very supportive messages saying that either they love me um or they they you know they thank me for for doing what i did and that's actually really when i relived what um, you're talking about, cause, or actually, I just lived it for the first time. Um, I kind of went through that whole grieving process, but in, in retrospect, um, it was actually in a different way. It wasn't negative, like my life is over, or um, you know, I have this. It was actually the complete opposite. I was just so grateful to to have people who do support me and also be happy that I am who I am and be able to, to be honest and open with the world. You know, there's no more skeletons in my closet. And for the first time after that episode aired, I felt free a hundred percent. Wow. It's, it's, it's a very, it's, I can't, actually, I couldn't even really describe it in words. There are no words to describe the feeling that I got, but um, it really empowered me to, to just know that I'm, I'm, I could do greater things. And this is just only a step to even greater things. Yeah, that's why I was like when I for one thing when I heard that you were going to be on the show, I mean, that was great because when the show aired, this entire just like tonight, this entire chat room was blowing up. We were talking about it even after the it was over for like a good hour and a half. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, he's an inspiration. We love him. I'm finding him on Facebook." And now everyone's all quiet with me. I'm like, "Well, here he is. Now it's your chance <laughs> to talk to him and nobody's saying anything." <laughs> I think they're all starstruck. <laughs> oh, does that start to start? Oh, oh, please. I mean, thank you. That's very flattering. But I know I would love to answer some questions if anyone has them. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that this, like, you know, shows like this are really what America and just the world needs. They need people who are talking about it, like, as if it's um, 
a bruised rib or a um, you have a scratch on your finger, you know, or or a, just another day. This is what needs to happen. There needs to be more um, vocal awareness, not even, you know, written. They just need, people need to be talking about it as lighthearted as we are, even though it's a serious issue. Putting it as serious of an issue that it has been before, it makes people not want to talk about it because they're scared. But here, you know, we're talking about it very lightheartedly and, I'm just happy to see that there are there are outlets like this that are um, doing good for the stigma that it has in general. Right. I actually have um, a few questions here coming out of the chat room. Um, one, somebody asked, um, are you on any meds? Yes. Um, I've been on medication for... Um, yeah, for about a year and a half, actually. Um, maybe... Maybe a little bit longer. Um, uh, the episode aired a few months ago, so the timing's a little off. But um, I'm on Lexiva, Truvada, and Norvir, and I take it once a day. Have you experienced, like, were you scared to go on meds? You know how a lot of people are afraid? Um, I was scared uh, to go on it at first because my doctor had told me once I start, you really shouldn't stop. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's a commitment. It's Once you start, it, you're going to deal with it for the rest of your life. But the way I looked at it when I decided to do it was until I go on medication, I'm not going to have control of my life. Um, I've, I've heard you know, mixed things. People say that you shouldn't go on medication until it's necessary. Then there are other people who say you should go on medication as soon as possible. And I looked right. at it as I'm taking the steering wheel and I'm driving this car now by taking the, by starting the medication, regardless if I was ready to do it. I mean, you're, Probably the normal average person, if anyone, will not be ready to do it. No one wants to go on medication for the rest of their life, but it's also just something that I take once a day, you know, and, and it's, nothing, it's nothing that's dampering on my um, everyday activities. It's just something that at a certain time I know, okay, do I have my medication with me? Got to go take it. Um, right. And now things are great. I'm undetectable, and I have been for over a year, and um Everything is everything is great, and and I I now can rest easy about my health, even though it is compromised a bit because of this. I know I I am in control of it. Right, no, that makes sense. You know, I I, I think it back now on the video as you were talking. Um, it just hit me when that woman got up in a pink shirt and yeah. and and then stood up for you and then invited you over to her table. What was going through your head? I wanted to cry, um, like in a good way. Um, yeah. But uh, it, it was really <laughs> that entire day was the, the one of the most remarkable experiences of my life because, again, a stranger that I've never met before inviting me over to to her table to have lunch with another stranger, which would have been which was her neighbor. Um, it just shows that there is humility in life. There are good people. There are people who are. Um, educated there are people who don't who are unbiased you know there are those good people still out there despite people's negative um outlooks on life sometimes that people you know are, are rude or inconsiderate there are those good people they're just a diamond in the rough which probably yeah, leads to the question i would have cried which leads to the question that was actually just posted in the chat room by i'm probably saying it wrong twist Aaliyah, but we all know him as twist uh, the TV show was filmed out in the suburbs, not in New York City, correct? Which, yes, it was. Were you surprised that people were as supportive as they were out in the suburbs? Um, I, it, it didn't shock me 
I would say, I mean, here's the thing is it was, it was filmed in Lindhurst, New Jersey, which from the diner window, you could actually see the skyline of New York city, but it was, um, miles and miles and miles away. Um, uh, when the guy did not shake my hand, that's when I said the opposite. I can't believe that we're so close to New York city and he refuses to shake my hand. Um, but it, it, what did um, shock me in a good way was that even though we were in the suburbs of Lindhurst, New Jersey, there were um, a, a very diverse group of people that were so supportive. Like they had the the older, like the senior citizens. Then they had that, um, like he must have been 16 or 17 years old, that, that, that boy um, who was completely supportive. And then they also had the, the pregnant woman and those two women with the child who I want to be their best friends because they're amazing. <laughs> Um, but you know, it, it, it's, it's amazing that being in a suburb so close to New York, but still so far away that there's a, several different generations who are educated, willing to, to, you know, speak up and also support those who are facing this type of harassment because of this issue. Did I answer the question? That sure did. Yeah. <laughs> I go off in tangents. I've got complete ADD sometimes. So just pull me away. Pull me back. <laughs> <laughs> you're the you're the guest. <laughs> we should really that again. <laughs> you know what I think moved me. I think what for me was my I guess I guess the most the part that really made me feel great as a positive person was not that they just did something on on AIDS discrimination, but they actually tested somebody who was HIV positive to play somebody who was positive. To me, that I think just was awesome. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I wouldn't have had I me mean, even if it wasn't me. I would have only, I would have only enjoyed watching it or wanted to watch it if there was someone who really could identify with it. The um, I had to you know I had to pull myself back like my normal self as Danny Logan and, and realize that not everyone is going to react as a victim of such harassment because of you know being positive as I would. So I had to just be a little more introverted, a little more of um, either a shy person or someone who didn't, who was, you know, not in confrontational, not that I am very often, but I do speak up if I feel like I'm being mistreated. But I do have to realize that I'm in New York. I'm a drag queen, which doesn't help the fact that I'm, you know, more outspoken than others. Um, but uh, there are going to be more people than not that are not going to want to speak up about being victimized by the, the prejudice and the taboo and all the stigma that, that are associated with it. So I had to just let other people do the work for me when in reality, you know, I, I would know that I could speak up for myself. And I have uh, one final question, just so everyone knows we're down to the last seven minutes. Um, I just put down a down payment for my share on Fire Island this summer, and I wanted to know Uh-oh. if I expected, yeah, I, know. <laughs> I wanted to know if I will be seeing Dallas Dubois there, and I want to know about your upcoming performances, if you can let us know. <laughs> yes, um, well, for those New York Cityans or Manhattan Manhattanites and Brooklynites and Queens, um, I'm, in, I'm in the city every every week at um, Barracuda on Wednesdays at midnight. And um, just started a to host at the Ritz on Saturday nights, uh, all night. So you'll see me there too. And then, um, as far as Fire Island goes, I have my normal slot with um, uh, Logan Hardcore on Saturdays at the Pool Show in Cherry Grove awesome. at the Grove Hotel. 
Awesome. I love that show. <laughs> it's, it's a hot mess. It really it is. is. Um, That's what I called it earlier um, before you signed in tonight. <laughs> hot mess. It's nothing. It's it, <laughs> two, two men in dresses in broad daylight jumping into a, an in-ground pool of water like two schmucks makes for a perfect show. So that, um, hair that three, out. Oh, I love it. It's the best. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, I try to drown Logan Hardcore every single time I get in that pool, but usually I'm unsuccessful. Um, so that's every Saturday at 3 p.m. And they will be headlining in the in the Pines, actually, this this um, this coming summer on Saturdays as well at night. And then on my Tuesday show uh, at night at the Ice Palace in Cherry Grove at um, like 10 p.m. on Tuesday. So you'll see me on Fire Island for sure. Well, at some point I'll have no excuse. I'm going to have to come up and introduce myself then. Please do. If not before, the summer is still a few months away, unfortunately. So please. Will do. <laughs> so, please, yeah, please come and say hi. <laughs> so I have a, a question for you, Danny. Where did you get your drag name from? Um, my middle. Well, I've been I've been through like three or four different names. Um, if you haven't could not tell already from the pictures and the video, I'm pretty pretty white. Um, like no pigmentation. I'm like as close to albino as pretty much possible. And at first I used to be known as a drag queen named baby powder. Cause I was just so white and I used to look very young. Um, and that didn't just, that didn't really, um, catch. <laughs> so I went from that to Madonna Manson, which also didn't catch. And then I came to Dallas Dubois, which was a play on a city. Cause I loved kind of playing on, on, using a state or a city as a, as a, a name for a person like Savannah or Georgia, et cetera. Right. And then Dubois came cause the alliteration for D and D street kerning desire and Dubois in French means of the woods where I spend most of my time in fire Island. Just kidding. Oh, I have no <laughs> comment on that one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, you're not. I take it inside. Now I know where to find you. <laughs> <laughs> the meat rack, seven days a week. <laughs> but there might be a crowd still. <laughs> I think that's well, where oh, I got in trouble the first time, and which is why I'm here tonight. <laughs> Hello. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. All right, Mom. So do you plan on doing um, some uh, activism, more kind of, um, you know, with HIV and stuff as Danny? Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, currently going to be having a meeting with um, someone about public speaking for a, a major organization. I just don't want to mention the name if something doesn't no, happen fine. to come up. Um, but that, I, I, mean, I, I will, that. I will. I'm sorry. No, I, I definitely know how that works. Yeah. So as soon as I know if it's official or not, I will be posting on my my Facebook. Uh, uh, it's like a it's like a fan page, but it's just for for. It's not a friends page. It's a regular fan page. Um, so as soon as I know, I will let. Everyone know, and um, I also am going to start doing some public speaking for some conferences, and I'm doing my first one um, next month for the Youth Empowerment Conference in Danbury, Connecticut. Oh, that's so awesome! That's so awesome. So people can find you on Facebook. They can search Danny Logan, and um, they can also search uh, for your uh, like page for your your drag persona as Dallas Dubois. They can find both of them. Right, they're probably interconnected in some way too, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. You can find one of um if you find one you'll find both. Right. Now do you also have a Twitter page? <laughs> do you know I am very technologically advanced and I don't know how to work Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> can you show me? Would you show me? 
Yes, I'll now I have you. a reason to come visit you in New York. There I'll show you how to Twitter. I'll show you how to tweet. Please do. <laughs> Someone show me how, next time. If the first person to show me Twitter, I'll buy him a free drink. Oh, I need to do it. That's, that's me. That's me. <laughs> I, I can do that. <laughs> and really, are you doing the AIDS walk? Um, I'm I'm trying. I don't know for sure if I'm gonna be if I have to be on Fire Island or not. Um, for that weekend, if I'm not gonna be there, if I don't have to be there, then I will be at the AIDS walk. Regardless, I will be definitely um, donating and raising money for it. Team Myron, just you know, throwing it out there. Team Myron. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you send me information, and I'll support for sure. Sweet. Thank you so much. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, thank you guys for this opportunity. It was really nice to meet you. Yeah, it was really nice to you. And I'm sure you'll and, uh, meet if we ever get a chance, it'd be you know a pleasure to cross yeah, paths. Yeah, yeah. And come visit me in Fire Island, uh, Robert. Come and just crash Chris's place or mine, either one. <laughs> Please, you I got it. it. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> I'm already, I'm already inviting him to crash your place. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. And I look forward to having more um, really exciting news in the near future. We'll see. All right. Well, thanks, Dan. Absolutely. And you guys can find more information about Danny, again, uh, Danny Logan on Facebook or Dallas Dubois. Thank you all for having a great night. Christopher, what is your blog page? Oh, it's Christopher versus HIV versus VS. Christopher versus HIV dot blogspot dot com. And you can find more information me in the radio show at posim.com. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to our special guest, Danny Logan. Um, Chris, great job, man. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was fun. You have a great night, and I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right, bye, guys. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.